otherwise on SAFM. Natalie London is my guest. Hello, Natalie. Hey, there. thank you. How for are you? Very well, thank you. And thank you for having me, Shadow. Well, I'm sorry to have taken you off your busy stitching and sewing <laughs> and, and cutting, <laughs> but it sounds very exciting, Natalie. Thank you. Thank You've you. You've done so much. Um, you were part of the costume department at Hotel for Hotel Rwanda. You've done other movies, and the latest one is Elwani, I think, that won an award in Nigeria. Yes, that's correct, Elwani, which was um, a wonderful uh, vendor story, um, and uh, and a beautiful movie, very close to my heart. Well, we haven't seen it yet. Um, it's it's going to be released, I believe, um, in you know towards the end of the year. Fantastic, and I know Florence Masebe was part of the the production of it. That's correct. But back to costumes, and and in fact, let me say that you've done costumes for backstage as television, for Soul City, for Movango, for just about all of them, really, and now working on Generations. Yes, that's correct. I've I've been very blessed um, that um, many wonderful opportunities have, have come my way. You must have played with lots of dolls as a child. No, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think uh, my Barbies were definitely the best dressed in all the land. I can't believe sure. you. <laughs> I can't believe you. But where did it all begin? I mean, what what, what was your interest so much? Um, I think that it all really started with um, my dreams of being a uh, contemporary dancer and possibly a choreographer when mm. I was a child. Um, I think I didn't understand it, um, you know, fully back then, but it was that love um, for telling a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as a child, it was through sort of dance and movement. Um, but, but as I grew older, and definitely when I got to high school, um, an interest um, in the dramatic art <laughs> developed. Mm-hmm. And I think um, costume design, to a great extent, is um, about telling a story through through costume and um, and and cloth and and all that sort of thing. And stitches, stitches, and, and colour. <laughs> colour. There we go. Oh my goodness! But but I, I must coming back to generations. It must be challenging to. I, I love. I watched last night as well because I knew I was talking to you today. Oh, good. And <laughs> and what you do with Queen, <laughs> I don't think many people can achieve because it because it speaks so much to her character. So you must need to read a script first before you design? Well, thank you for that because, um, you know, I think that's one of the sort of biggest compliments that you can pay a costume designer to say that that one um, has captured um, the character's um, personality, um, you know, um, in the way that we've we've dressed and wardrobed her. Um, Shadow, absolutely, the the very basic and, uh, you know, the amoeba, the building block that we start with is the script. Mm -hmm. Um, That is what we call in the film industry to be sort of our Bible, (laughs) And, and it 
all begins with what the story content is. Um, uh, Queen is a, wonderf- a wonderful character to design for because she's just so colourful and <laughs> quite flamboyant and over the top. So that really gives me quite a lot of creative freedom. But she's um, also very modern, which is quite easy, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we try to I try to keep the the look contemporary and and sort of. Um, quite aspirational and um, we find um, that Queen's wardrobe is is very well supported. Viewers love her um, and they love the way that she looks. And and on the other hand though you have to dress Ruby who is a Shabin Queen. Now what do you know about Shabin Queen? (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. Um, I've, um, I've ha- it's been a blessing in that um, a lot of the features and the dramas, television dramas that I've worked on mm-hmm. have encompassed um, a lot of research. Um, I feel um, you know, that I know Soweto as well as I know my own suburb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we've shot many, many um, um, dramas and features um, in the townships and, and also just um, you know, in my profession as a costume designer, it's, it's really imperative to be absolutely accurate. So um, I've just, through the years, um, done a lot of research and gathered a lot of experience. Well, you know, I'm also thinking that you, you need to read a lot of history because yes. if you get a period piece uh, where you have to go to back to the 1900s or, you know, even beyond that, you need to, as you say, do a lot of research, but also a lot of reading to understand the the personality of your characters, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that, um, you know, uh, nine-tenths of what we do um, as costume designers is is about reading and researching. And obviously, with modern technology being what it is, we're on the, on the net all the time. Um, I think it's very important to come from a position of knowledge mm-hmm. um, when one is designing. It's, it's not just the creative impetus. It's, it's, it's a lot of um, uh, academic work, so to speak, that. That that goes, um, you know, that comes with um, with your designs and and your ideas in terms of formulating the costumes that will be um, best suited um, to each individual character. What did you have to study? Um, I uh, I did a, a degree in a BTEC degree in fashion and textile um, design, mm. um, and um, I wish that um, there was a, a, a degree that is more specifically inclined um, towards costume design because I think it's a field of expertise all on its own, and I and I definitely think that there should be a curriculum either um, at fashion school. Mm. Mm. or um, possibly um, at at one of the film schools Mm. um, that then goes into the specifics of um, costume design in terms of special effects costume design. That would be costumes that have to, you know, be rigged for bullet wounds and, and, Mm. you know, explosions um, and also just the fine art of breaking down and aging costumes. Um, I think that's a very important aspect of vintage 
piece pieces um, mm. and and of period movies is um, you know just that knowledge that that you have to have with regards to you know exactly how something which is naturally aged has to be duplicated in in order to you know achieve that overall visual effect and there um, isn't that place th- 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 that offers this this curriculum no unfortunately not at the moment however I do know that um, it's definitely something that various different professors of um, film etc are working on um, and um, I think at this stage um, the only advice that I can give is that if costume design is um, your passion and you know your journey um, with regards to uh, achieving your dreams um, that you you try to um, find the mentors, those costume designers that have had um, a lot of experience um, on all sorts of different products and and different um, films, um, and, and then really it's on the job um, um, kind, of training. kind of training and learning and just being a sponge, absolutely absorbing everything that those those very knowledgeable people have to offer. Well, naturally, the reason I that you know I was attracted to your story is that we have a, a Cape Town is made up of a lot of factories and a lot of them some of them have had challenges and have to shut down but there are a lot of people who who sew and and um, who cut you know who've been cutting for these factories and, and now are jobless and I'm trying to at least encourage them to look at what you are doing as a possibility of employment or jobs anywhere else around the country but also because it's 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 a very almost closed up uh, 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 industry you know the, not too many people have access to it am i right yes um absolutely i think um you know as with all industries it's um it's difficult to get to know the people who will open those doors for you um but i i feel that um you know possibly proactive behavior and um you know just just having that um, that, that um, passion to sort of uh, create um, will will drive you to find to find those people and and I think generally um, you, you know um, I know that when when somebody appeals to me for help or advice you know that I'm I'm quite open to uh, you know giving uh, that kind of information and and trying to help people so I believe that there are other costume designers out there that that do the same it would be nice to hear about all your successes but what have been the challenges what 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 has been difficult for you to achieve through your job um i think that um you know again um it's it's not just about um, being a strong design slash conceptual person and being creatively inclined. One also needs to have that strong technical backbone of understanding the medium with, within which you're working, which is film and television. Mm. Um, and it is challenging in terms of the very long hours that we work. It's difficult being in the back of a wardrobe truck in minus six. <laughs> degrees, um, <laughs> rain, hail, snow, you know, wardrobing um, a cost of 900 extras on any given day. And deadlines. Um, deadlines. Deadlines are, are really um, are very, very um, strict and, and tough. 
Um, time is money in the film industry, I suppose, as in most industries. Mm-hmm. Um, but we work at a very, very um, fast pace. Um, and, and that's why I also feel that um, being of a problem-solving disposition is, is um, what one needs to have as, um, you know, possibly a um, talent. It's, it's about finding the quickest solution in the shortest time possible and not focusing on what's, what the problem at hand is, but rather the solution to the problem. How, um, how about spending time with family? Do you do a um, lot of that? I... Um, I, it's taken many years <laughs> to find a balance um, and, and definitely, um, you know, working uh, a minimum of a 12-hour day. Most days I work between 14 and 16 hours. takes its toll on, on family life. Um, but I think that um, every opportunity I have, I try to encompass um, my, my family. Um, they are definitely a family born into the film industry. They paint, they sew. So they stick. That helps. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So Um, they can participate when you have to work extra. Well, this is it, yeah. But uh, how different is what you do to fashion design? Because I think everyone who, you know, looks at fashion design as the be-all and end-all of of, fashion. cutting and, and sewing and, and doing all those kinds of things? Um, Shadow, I think it depends entirely on the product that one is working on. If, um, you know, Generations happens to be a very fashion-forward, aspirational and contemporary show, so, um, you know, there I'm able to use my training as a designer um, and, and it really is quite... Um, you know, it's wi- it's wonderful to create um, pieces that um, um, are successful. You know, in the marketplace, um, I think the distinction between fashion design and costume design comes in with regards to the story and um, the the research content and the character content. Um, you know, costume design is all about the characters in terms of their personalities, their economic backgrounds, mm-hmm. what they do for a living. Um, whereas, and I'm not saying that there is no research involved um, in fashion design because certainly one needs to research colour, trends, mm-hmm. fabrics, you know, um, shape and silhouette, um, all that sort of thing. And then you have to put all that knowledge um, together to create a line which is marketable and successful in the mm-hmm. marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the depth of, um, you know, the depth of uh, sort of uh, work is is um, involved um, in in that. One, you know, the characters they all have emotions. Um, it's it's wardroping real people really in in character form. So, yeah. I how how do you deal with with a character that actually doesn't believe, or the personality doesn't believe that they should be wearing what you've made for them? Um, it's Is there negotiating space? It's it's definitely um, quite challenging. I I like to work collaboratively with the actors because, um, you know, it is that actor or actress that breathes the life into the character that mm-hmm. I am wardrobing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a collaboration between the two of us in terms of. Um, 
me creating the look that will be most successful and the actor or actress um, giving the most successful um, performance. Um, so I think, you know, that that's all that's important is really finding um, that space and that place where, um, where we're working together successfully. Natalie, I think you're way too soft and way too <laughs> nice. You're not going to tell us whether you had... Queen Morocco has not given you a problem. I think I think you're really the greatest for the job. You probably say yes, okay, Queen, I'll take care of it. And you, you sound like the, the type of person because I am sure you find prima donnas in the acting world. Um, I, you know, as in every industry in life, I think you know there are those that are um, challenging, and there are those <laughs> that are just really professional, and you know have done their homework and know the characters backwards and forwards and sideways. Um, I always say that um, if my costume restricts the actor's performance in any way, as in it's so tight that the actress cannot breathe and mm. deliver her lines, mm. you know, then I absolutely you know, I'm willing to to um, reconsider my choice and and change um, the costume. Um, but um, I feel that generally um, the actors um, we work together quite well. Um, I find that if there is a problem, it's it's just generally a conversation um, to clarify why I've made certain decisions mm-hmm. with regards to the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really have um, actors that refuse to wear my wardrobe. Um, I, I but but who do you report to then? Um, well, I work. Um, the, the head Is it the producer? Or the absolutely. Um, uh, I work very closely with uh, Bongi Ndaba, who is our um, associate producer and also the head writer of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to work very closely with her in terms of where the story meets costume. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but ultimately, I. Uh, answer to the executive producers of the show. Yeah, um, they make the final decision absolutely. about what, what you put out. Absolutely, Natalie. I I want us to talk about um, requirements for a young person who's listening to the show right now, and they probably out of school, not too sure what to do. Are there many of you as 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 um, costume designers across the country that would probably would respond positively to somebody who says, look, I can cut, I can sew, but I, I, I need to learn more. Are there enough of you? Um, I, I, think there, I think there are opportunities, Shadow. I, I'm not sure if um, there are enough costume departments and costume designers to cater for, you know, um, the masses in terms of, you know, the youth that, that may want um, to pursue this uh, career in terms of internships, etc. Mm-hmm. I wish that we were more. Um, but I think there are uh, costume design departments who are open to um, uplifting and educating and giving back. Um, and for me, I'm absolutely... Uh, design qualification is always first prize um, because I think there's a fair amount of construction that goes into um, pattern engineering um, which is definitely something that needs to um, be learnt uh, but I never close my door or my mind to anyone who has the passion and the desire mm-hmm. um, because I, I feel given the right candidate one could um, teach you know 
basically all that you know. The, the so professors who are doing research to start that school that we're talking about, uh, how far are they? Do you think um, soon we'll have an opportunity to introduce people to um, uh, the curriculum of fashion, of, of fashion within the film industry? Um, I, I, I do believe that um, in the next um, year or so there, there will be forward movement with regards to um, being able to study um, uh, costume design as a specific um, subject um, uh, whilst at fashion school. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there are um, some fashion uh, schools that are Opening themselves to makeup, hair and makeup design as well, which which is also um, you know an incredibly interesting um, field um, to go into. What happens to all your costumes, or depending on the production, when the production folds or you can't reuse them, or do you reuse them and reshape them, and 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 uh, uh, are they recyclable? Um, absolutely. Um, I would say that on a feature film, once um, you know the movie has gone into um, uh, editing, into post-production, and um, you know there, we know beyond a certain, t uh, you know certainly that we wouldn't need to reshoot anything. Um, the costumes then are sold, and um, to recuperate some of the cost involved in terms of the wardrobe budget, um, on generations because we. We are an ongoing production. Um, we we do recycle um, every season. I audit the wardrobe. I check what is um, you know worn out and um, you know um, and cannot be used any longer. Um, and and the pieces that I feel are still relevant, we then use again from the next season. Mm -hmm. Or um, they go into what we call the guest artist or the extras wardrobe. And, and it's very much that shadow. We chop things, we change them, we cut the sleeves off, <laughs> we sew some braids. Um, you know, <laughs> we we have to reinvent um, the pieces because, um, you know, as you well know, budget is not limitless, um, and, mm -hmm. and, and therefore one has to, you know, be quite creative. <laughs> well, I, I visited LA and I went to the Seinfeld Studios and I bought some oh. costumes from wow. the set of, of Seinfeld. You know, Simply because they were on Seinfeld, I didn't, yeah. and I was there visiting, and it was something I was watching. So I was hoping that you you had a, a similar kind of outlet in in, in in Johannesburg or Cape Town, where where people can buy costumes from either movies or those that were, and you could fetch quite a lot of money with those kinds of costumes. Absolutely, I think that um, you know, if if I'm just thinking of my um, years on Generations, we've had several very memorable wedding dresses mm -hmm. um, that are certainly um, j just, um, you know, if I may say so myself, works of art, <laughs> and they've, they they just took many many hours to create, and I think certainly those pieces are really of value in terms of being able to auction them. Off and donate money to charity. Um, you know, um, I think that there's definitely um, that you've come up with a very good idea. Into hold that thought, Natalie. <laughs> We're taking news headlines with Utsila Sako. Thank you. Otherwise, on SAFM. 
And Natalie London is my guest. Uh, she's a costume designer, and we're speaking to her about her work, hopefully to inspire somebody to get into that industry. 0892 is our number, 0892-102010, 0892-102010, should you wish to speak to us. But, Natalie, what has been your prized design? What are you proud of? Um, gosh. Um, or do you have anything I, like it? <laughs> um, I think that I'm very proud of the uh, traditional Tswana um, wedding dress that we created for Daniel mm-hmm. um, when she married Peño in Generations. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, I, I felt that it was a beautiful balance between um, the traditional Tswana fabrics um, which um, which are those beautiful brown and cream shwejwejs mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, and, and you know we mix that up with um, really contemporary cutting um, and pleating and and so it, it was um, um, a traditional wedding dress but definitely in a contemporary um, context um, and I just I absolutely love the way the traditional wedding was executed I, I actually sort of had goose flesh when I was on set <laughs> that day I, I thought that was a really successful piece and, and and I was very proud of my crew and my department who you know helped to create that, that you work. don't do too badly with Danielle either she looks <laughs> impeccable all the time thank you Shadow um, um, I must say to you that it's really, really easy to dress Danielle. Um, the actress is just a naturally um, beautiful. beautiful woman. She and beautiful. she is, you know, a, a, a wonderful clothes horse, <laughs> as we put it in the, in the fashion um, um, industry. Um, and I think um, the actress is also, you know, as I've mentioned before, it's always a partnership between the, the, the performance, the story, and... And the costume, and and I think the reason why Danielle is such um, a successful character is because we seem to have found um, a good synergy um, in terms of all those those components. Can I ask you to dress that other guy? I never remember his name. He's always he's he's hanging around Miranda's house at the moment. Um, the, he works at the bar as well. Yes, Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> We love Chopper. <laughs> Chopper has that wonderful Ikasi um, flavor. He's an incredible humorous um, um, character, and um, you know he's such a good actor. But he, and I, I find it, it actually works for him. But I always feel like he should clean up. You know. <laughs> um, well, that that's the wonderful thing about Chopper. He's like an anti-fashionista. If yeah. there's a word like that. Yeah. Um, but he within that. He has his own definitive style. It's um, it's all, almost like don't try and dress me. <laughs> um, and Nolundu. Yes. <laughs> Nolundu. What can we say about her? Gorgeous girl as well. Absolutely. And Daniel, easy to dress up? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, m- most of the characters, th- there's a lot of work that goes into the planning and the organization and the budgeting and the designing. Um, but generally, you know, um, you know, I was taught there is a solution to every problem just as there is in mathematics. Um, and so, you know, most characters, um, there is a solution to, to all the challenges and, and it's just about finding those 
those formulas that, that work. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. And I know you have a very, very busy day, so I will let you go. But before I do that, I, do you know what's in your handbag at the moment? Um, Can you just yes, um, a measuring tape, um, a box of pins, some double-sided sticky, um, and anti-static. Is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Natalie, thank you, thank you so very much. Thank you. And you take care. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, you are listening to Otherwise with me, Shadow Tolum. had a bit of fun there with Natalie. But a few years ago when I, oh, I'm talking more than 15 years ago, I asked women to look into their handbags and call us to tell us what they had in their handbags. And I'm curious to see if the same things. I mean, then women didn't even carry so much makeup, didn't even carry. They carried essentials, house keys. Hardly car keys, because we didn't have as many women driving at the time. Uh, All sorts of very necessary things, you know, tissues, maybe a bit of lip gloss or that sort of thing. But I'm curious to know if you could be very honest with us and call us uh, as we continue the show. Call us on 0892-102010 and just let's share what we carry in our handbags as women and why we do carry what we carry. Uh, 
never, never, never going to let you down. Music by Wanda. And uh, you're listening to Otherwise, and I asked you to call us and tell us, especially ladies, what is in your handbag as we speak. 0892-102010. And Fable, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm fine. What do you have in your handbag, Fable? I'm waiting my cell phone, yeah. uh, my car keys, so my face cloth. Face my cloth? My mini set. Hang on, hang on. Face cloth, you said? Yes. What, what do you do with a face cloth? Oh, sometimes when it's hot, I get to the bathroom, I duck. Okay. Um, clean up myself and put my new makeup. Oh, okay. So you wash your face quite often depending on how hot it is. Sorry? You wash your face quite often, depending on how hot it is. Yes. Okay, so face cloth and makeup bag, I take it. Yes. And what and else? Manicure set. Manicure set. Yes. What do you do with your manicure set? Sometimes your nail breaks and you have to <laughs> fight it and put it back so that you don't have to, uh, to hang up your clothes or cut your... Game. Fable, you haven't mentioned anything about a, a, a wallet or a purse or... I do have my wallet. You do? Yes. Okay, no, I was just wondering where your wallet is and how big is your bag? Sorry? How big is your bag? Oh, it's just a medium-sized bag. <laughs> <laughs> and do you put... Too where... big, too big to be carried by a woman, yeah? There's everything that you might need during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so your life is in there. Do you have your ID with you? I have my ID. I've got my cards in my wallet. Um, yeah, I've got many things. Oh, do you carry coins? Do you carry my cash or not? My cell phones are also in. Three of them. You've got three cell phones? Yes, three. Why? <laughs> Why, Fable? <laughs> okay, why is for business? And then two is for my personal use. Why do you need two phones for your personal use? Well, don't answer that. Thank you, Fable. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You see, bye. This is what I'm talking about. Why do we carry all the stuff we carry in our bags? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's, what's in mine. Mine, I've got car keys, house keys purse, um, charges. I'm always carrying a charger around and charger for your your tablet or and, and your phone and one phone should be enough. And then purse, I always carry my ID and my passport because I think it may be time to go and if it is time to go, if the house burns down or any, at least you've got your passport and your ID to prove who you are. And that's just about it. I don't even carry perfume or or makeup in my bag, but that must be I'm 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 different, maybe. But tell me, what are you carrying in your bag and what would you not go without in your handbag? Zero eight nine two ten twenty ten. I also have an issue with bags on the floor. I'm 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 pedantic about that. Always, always bags on the floor. I ask people, please don't put your bag on the floor. And are you are you as 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 crazy? And I think I'm superstitious about it. You know, 
bags, floors being dirty and all of that. Um, I always ask people, please, not to put them. But uh, superstitiously, somebody once said to me, um, if you put your bag on the floor, your your money will walk away. <laughs> That's me. We're taking your calls on uh, 0892 10 20 10. What is in your bag? Let me know right now. We're back after this. Before we get into our children's program, still taking your calls. Candy from Johannesburg, hello. Hi, hello, it's Kathy actually. Kathy, hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you, and yourself? I'm good, Kathy. What are you carrying in your bag? Well, I carry, I've got a little bag in my handbag, and I've got a pair of scissors there, and I've got some sweetener, and... um, Why do you carry scissors, first of all? Oh, having a pair of scissors is the most useful thing in the world, because... Some, you know, you're na- you know, every now and again you're always needing somebody to break it, and it's an awful lot better than trying to use your teeth. Oh, okay. So, tiny but, pair of scissors, I take it. No, I don't. I don't take perfume or anything. I just take, make sure I've got a lipstick and some lip ice and a, a, a little um, thing to powder my nose when it's shining wildly <laughs> like a uh, like a beacon. And I've got a purse and a checkbook and some hand cream and my ID book. You, who still um, uses checkbooks, Kathy? Pardon? Who still uses checkbooks? I haven't seen anyone use a checkbook in a long time. Well, you'd be surprised. I use it quite often. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm yelled at by everybody, but I find it useful sometimes, and I don't like carrying a lot of money around with me. Okay. And um, I've, I, I keep my, you know, the, the credit card as well. I have that with me. What and would you not leave home without in your handbag? I wouldn't leave any of these things uh, behind. I, I carry, I, I carry this with me at all times. Do you fly a lot? Because I know you'd have problem with your scissors uh, when flying. Oh, uh, not really. It's it's so small. Uh, if I'm flying, actually, then I put that in my hand, in my uh, luggage. You know that, that I've learned through. But uh, as long as I've got a nail file, you can get off with virtually anything. So you've got a little bag within your bag, and what size is your bag? Um, quite big, um, but it's, you know, it's, I'm tall, so I can get off with it. And if at the worst comes to the worst, I've never had to, but if the worst comes to the worst, I could always swing it at somebody and give them a shove <laughs> if they got too close. <laughs> I've never needed to, but I would do it if I had to. Okay, and, and do you put your bag on the floor? 
Not, I don't like doing that because if you pick it up and put it on your lap, you end up having the grub on your lap. No. I, so I don't like putting it on. If I've got nowhere else to put it, then I do. But I must say I don't like it. But then if where else can you put You can't put it on the table and you can't put it on your lap. Well. So you, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other, I think. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for your call. Pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Donna from KwaZulu-Natal. Hello. Hello, Hunter. Shadow. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Donna. What's, what's in your bag? Well, what's in my bag? Very basic. The keys, first of all. And um, I have my wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do carry my ID. And uh, I carry my hand cleanser. I never live home without it. Hand cleanser? Yes. Okay. The um, antiseptic hand cleanser. Okay. And uh, and I carry my Carmex. I never re- live without my Carmex. It's a lip moisturizer. Your cosmetics, is it? It's called Carmex. Oh, Carmex. Okay. <laughs> and why do you need Carmex? Well, I need it because I use that Carmex uh, moisturizer because it's always very dry. And I, I usually just every time I leave home or somewhere along the line where I am. Okay. And, um, you know, okay. Right. So you've got keys, you've got wallet, you've got the the your ID and my hand cleanser, my hand wash cleanser. Okay. Antiseptic. Yes. And the Carmex. Okay. You know, I was I was on a flight the other day, and the lady okay. lady sitting next to me was she took a wet wipe to 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 wipe down the 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 in flight magazine. <laughs> Okay. The in-flight magazine, <laughs> but she didn't quite wipe every page because I suspect that somebody had gone through it already. So that <laughs> that defeated the purpose. But well, what I wouldn't you leave home without in your bag? I first of all, I wouldn't leave without with this hand cleanser. That's the most important thing. Okay. And um, yeah, I do carry my ID and sometimes my passport. Yes. <laughs> Just, yeah. Mine are with me all the time. Absolutely. And, and do another you... thing that I, I've got a thing about, when you mentioned bag from the floor, yes. I went into uh, one of the bathrooms in one of the shopping centres, and I saw this young woman, and she put it right there, and I'm thinking, my gosh, you should really take it up. I was tempted, but I held back anyway. You no, I, you, you can't stop me. I tell everyone, please pick up your bag and, and move it from the floor. Yeah. But thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you. I enjoy it. You, you take care. Bye. You take care. Well, I thought we'd have a bit of fun there and see what we carry. And I see all of us possibly carry the same thing, cell phone, car keys, you know, except for the uh, the odd makeup bag, uh, uh, maybe not odd, but odd antiseptic um, hand cleanser. Thank you for, for, for you know, uh, calling in with your bag contents. It's now time for our children's program. <laughs> 